Hey guys, Walter Fetchick here to tell you that Unicorn.com may be the world's premier esports betting site, but they're also your best bet for keeping up with all the esports you love. With their site's newest update, they've reinvented their Live Now system and created a TV guide style layout to find out when your favorite teams will be playing next. And if that isn't simple enough, they've even added a search bar to help filter it down even further. And you know, even if you aren't a gambling fan, Unicorn's newest update is a must-have for any esports fan. And you might even discover your favorite new writer in their news section. We've got my man Drowling with some excellent CSGO content, and you can find some fantastic articles from my lovely co-host, Chase Wassner, as well. So check out the new layout at Unicorn.com, because there are a few places where you can stay up to date on all your favorite esports, and Unicorn can help. Unicorn.com. Welcome to the new e-sportsbook. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redger-King-Wassenaar, and welcome to week three of the NALCS Minus the Lions podcast. Did I say minus the Lions? I did, because the gambling lines from Unicorn are not out yet. Uh, we don't know why. Um, they're usually out by the time that we recorded, but we want to make sure our analysis is out there for you guys to enjoy rather than potentially having an episode come out way too late. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk pure analysis now, and then we will do a Just the Lines episode, just like we did for Europe, which you probably should have checked out uh, over on our channel now if you haven't already, uh, where we will give just our betting advice, but the analysis is here, and I'm joined by my good friend, and co-host and a North American analyst extraordinaire, Walter Cades Fedchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? I don't know if I'd say analyst extraordinaire, but what I would say is your <laughs> Rough Drafts Guest Lines World Heavyweight <sighs> Champion! You know, only you could be given a title like extraordinaire and be like, nah, that's not enough. I gotta keep going. You I gotta build this I'm up further. But extraordinaire is not a champion. I'm a champion. I'm a winner. Unlike yeah. a certain team in North America. Hey, that hey, that, that certain team beat your certain team. So let's let's maybe not get too hasty about a seventh place team solo mid, huh? Maybe we should uh maybe we should you know maybe hold hold down on that. Maybe take uh, a take a little I, slow roll. But I wasn't we'll, talking uh, about immortals. Oh. What team in North America are you talking about? Cause the only I, team that hasn't won a series. Oh yeah, well I don't that that doesn't affect me. So you know, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna talk Fair about enough. our ups and our downs. Uh, I, I I think should we just go to the down? Cause I think that has to be it, right? Or do you have a different down for the week? I have a different down for the week. Okay, well then what's the what's the down? Let's let's you, start, start sad and work our way up. Yeah, this I want to I want to go on an optimistic point. Uh, afterwards. So let's get the downs out of the way. What's your down for the week? Dignitas. Ugh. How? Why? Just why? Just why? Why would you give the team that shall not be named a win? Why? I didn't want to have to even remotely have to discuss them seriously. And then you lose to them. Like, Dignitas, you guys really need to just figure your bleep out. You beat TSM pretty soundly, like Keen and Lod looking great. Someday's doing his jazz. We got Shrimp in there who's playing great. And then, then 
the horse. And you lose to the goddamn horse. And I don't even want a meme. I don't even want to be part of that meme, but I can't. I don't know how else to refer to them because I've taken such a strong stance. And I don't think one victory against Dignitas is still worthy of me, like, actually caring about them. But, like, Dignitas, now you made it that much, like, it's that much closer. The glass is, you know, almost overflowing to the point where now I actually have to deal with it. Why the hell would you do that to me? Well, I mean, they broke your heart in two different ways this week. They beat TSM. <laughs> Which was a very well played series. I think well someday played. was an absolute monster. Someday was very, um, very good. And it's so great that Fiora is now a thing that we get to watch him play on a regular basis. Um, I I would watch his Fiora all day, every day, if I could. Um, and I, I think it is great. You know, we we saw Shrimp and, and Chaser. How was that going to work out? Sharing the time. Um, I think now we've seen it's going to work out pretty well. Uh, but I do understand why you'd put him at a down because games two and three against Liquid, it just felt like. They were throwing their bodies at Liquid, you know, kind of funneling in one by one into team fights and choke points and, and really just not picking the intelligent engages that had given them the victory against TSM and it helped them do so well in game one. I'm, we're not used to seeing those high death counts, especially from their bot lane, but really all over the place. Um, everyone other than Subday, I think, had pretty severe uh, positioning issues in, in game three. Uh, around specifically neutral objectives that they would have needed to secure the game. And at some point, you know, you just, you, you can't give up that many opportunities. If you give the enemy team enough chances, they're going to close it out. And um, I, it, it felt like Dignitas threw away a very winnable series. I'm just disappointed. Hmm. I'm just, I'm just super disappointed. I'm not upset like I was when I picked them to win an ALCS in the spring and they came out and they looked terrible. Like, that I was genuinely upset. I'm like, why? Why isn't this working? This was supposed to be Keenan Lott's, like, breakout. And now I'm just disappointed. Because, like, it... Ugh. Move on. I, yeah. I, I, well, I'm let's gone. talk about the team that disappointed me. Um, Phoenix won. Just real quick. I hope you're happy, Arrow. I hope, um, I hope the fact that you had someone who's not very good but at least listens to you in, in whatever way that you think is appropriate from what I'm hearing from people behind the scenes and what's been come out in, in interviews with you or whatever else is worth having a support that doesn't hold down the lane for you well enough, that doesn't help you push out the lane enough that you can roam the way that you were roaming last split, uh, that gets caught out and overextends a lot on his own. Um, I, I, I hope that's, that's what you wanted, man, because... When you're not the carry for this team and you haven't had the freedom to be the hard carry for this team, well, we've seen what happens when it falls on the rest of your team. Because whether it's a Nori or Meteos, they both looked bad this week. I mean, Meteos did not look any better than what a Nori's been. Uh, their solo laners are not looking any better than they than they were when a Nori was, was playing versus Meteos. I mean, they're just too many deaths, too many overextensions, too little coordinated efforts, too few plays around the guys that are supposed to be their superstars i i mean the, it, this just kind of sucks um they went from being a really good team to a team that right now would be playing in relegation matches if there were such a thing this split and you can only lose so many series before you know you you're basically going to knock yourselves out of world's contention because you got a whole bunch of points last split right you got those third place points could have put you in a gauntlet if you don't get in this split, I don't think you're even allowed to play in the gauntlet. So, um, 
just all in all, I uh, I hope you're happy, guys. I, I hope this is what you were hoping for when you made the decisions that you did, because this team has not looked the same. And I don't know if it's because shot calling is off. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is, but they look like a totally different team. And uh, they were a team that was super super reliant on their jungler. Both their junglers are awful. It's really not good. I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know how it Neither of them look like they want to play League of Legends. Like, they both just look miserable up there. Yeah. It's weird. You Just seeing their faces on the on the stage, they really don't look particularly happy. Um, and I don't, you know, we could hypothesize why uh, for, for forever. Um, Behind-the-scenes stuff is never going to be known in time. But, I mean, let's remember, this is a team that had to drop Adrian because there were issues within the gaming house. They couldn't all get along. It's not unprecedented that there would be problems with team members. I, that's, that's just what we know. I'm not speculating on things that we don't know. That's just the facts are this team has had chemistry problems in the past and has had to drop players because of chemistry problems. They also past. just like, or got top lane. I don't know what <laughs> the frick you're thinking. I don't, I. Oh, and, and let me be clear. I lost my fantasy league because of that. If, if Zig had gotten me like 10 points, I would still be around in the Zoro Zero League, so I am. Uh, I'm. I'm a little more bitter than most. It took one Chase, team. Fight. Chase, this is yeah. like every like NFL podcast. No one cares about your fantasy team. Uh, hey man, no uh, Nick the producer cares about my fantasy team, and that's all that really matters. Like I said, Nick the producer is on vacation. He's not here right now, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well then, there you so go. Nobody um, cares. Let, let's uh, let's talk about something that's happier. <laughs> let's let's have an up here. What is your up for the week? Uh, see, I I want like two. I want two. I'm gonna give honorable mention to Dardock succeeding on CLG. Okay. I'm gonna give honorable mention to that, but the real winner, um, Envious. Yeah. Holy crap, law! And, and this is more this is more Apollo and Hakuo than like Envious as a whole, because like Bear's been playing fantastically. Uh, Seraph has been like Seraph. He's been a good version of Seraph, and like Period has been a very pleasant surprise. But Apollo and Hakuo have just taken it to the next level. They are fearless. Like they don't care. They're they're aggroing on the people. They're like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I see you way over there. I'm going to kill your tower. Then I'm going to come kill you. Like, this is, this is, Apollo might need to change his name to John Wick because he's sniping everybody. Like, this is ridiculous watching them play. I, I, Apollo has turned into everything I wanted Lod to be. Like, I thought Lod was going to be this guy. And Lod's more just kind of turned into, like, ah, you know, I have the third carry. Like, that's fine. But, like, Apollo is asserting himself and are like, no. I'm going to be the one that carries this team. I'm going to be the one that makes the plays. I'm going to be the one that does all this damage. And Hakuo's over there like, yeah, buddy, let's go. He's like, let's go. And, and as we're starting to shift back into more of a tank-centric kind of support position, melee tank supports... Um, that just bodes well for Hakuo. Hakuo's really, really good at that. He's, a, he's an okay yeah. fresh player, but he's like really good at Braum. He's really good at Alistar. His Alistar is kind of out of this world. And I'm just really excited to see where Hakuo and Apollo go from here because this is, this is just kind of nutty to watch. Yeah, and you should be excited. This is an exciting team. Uh, here, Walter, let's play a, a game here. 
like we we've you know talked about Apollo in the past. Like I obviously I'm a fan of him back when he was named Wiz Fusion and playing for the lovely Good Game University and even Team Dynamic before that for a little bit. But one thing I think we could agree, um, he hasn't always been um, like a strong laning presence. That's just not nope. who he is. Uh, without looking, where do you think he is in that stat right now? What are we looking at? CS differential. CS differential at ten minutes. Who? Where do you think he is? One through ten. Where do you think he lands? Two. One. He's the top at ten point nine CS differential at Whoa. ten minutes. Uh, double lift is second at 8.3. The next closest is Sneaky at 3.4. That's insane. That's insane. Apollo. He's like, played against Piglet and Arrow. Yeah. It's not like he's playing against bad AD carries here. Like, he's making people look foolish across the board. I mean, he played Cody's son. Like, we've been talking about how good that Cody's, that Immortals bot lane has become. They're certainly an aggressive bot lane. Oh, this is better than that one. They're this, better yeah. than them. Well, I unfortunately, as an Immortals fan, I found that out the hard way this week. I mean, that was it was one of those things where, like, we bet we, we said we that should go to three maps because, look, Edvius is going to grab at least one, right? They're good enough to get one. Turns out they're good enough to get two, and we lose the bet because Immortals wasn't good enough to get one, which <laughs> I don't know when I was ever going to say that. You know, I, I I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if we're going to, you know, have this age of Apollo now. That seems uh, like such a weird thing to say, but, like, if they could keep this going, man... The, the sky's the limit for this team. This could be like a legitimate, a legitimate playoff team. Like a, this is this could be the three seed. This could be the Phoenix one of last split. It's not out of play. This could the guy's good as Lyra. Place of NA this split because like they just made one change. They That's got rid true. of their weakest link and like who was their support? Their support uh, was not very good. No, their support was not good it was at Nisbet. all. Nisbeth. Nisbeth. And they replaced Nisbeth with Mickey X. Like, Pyrrhon yeah. upgrading over Ninja is a pretty substantial upgrade, and it seems to really have opened them up to playing a lot more. It seems to have opened Seraph up. So, yeah, I'm envious kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm, I'm really impressed with how they're playing. They are tied for first place after two weeks. Yeah. With Dignitas and CLG. So, <laughs> like, okay, we want to talk about Nutty. There's yeah, money what, for you. What mean universe are we in where those are the top three teams and if the season ended today, TSM wouldn't be in the playoffs? Which, again, season doesn't end after four games. It's such a small sample size that that's an irrelevant point. But I'm going to make it just because you rarely get to say these things about Team Solo Mid, and I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. I have to. That's that's my coping mechanism. You guys were able here. to say it about Team Solo Mid last spring. They were never this far down last spring. Yeah, they were. They were awful with Yellow Star. They oh well okay last spring last I, last spring sorry I don't I, think a year and a half ago they were this bad I don't think they were ever that low but I'm going to double check because I don't want to say that you're absolutely wrong on that but I think it's safe to say that there have been a lot of, of teams that have really surprised us so far this split Europe is kind of the teams that we thought were good have continued to be good but there are a lot of teams in North America that are are really impressing us. Um, and, and let's talk about uh, one of them, Immortals. I think Immortals, despite losing, uh, they are 3-1. They are the other 3-1 team. They just don't have quite the same map score because they were 2-0'd. Um, but they're still, I think, a solid team. I think they're better than they were last split. I think it's safe to say. Um, what are you seeing in them that you think kind of held up from the momentum? You know, they didn't quite carry the momentum that we thought they had after week one into week two. They were still good enough to, to, to take their series against 
uh, against FlyQuest, but it was a much more grindy week from them. What changed? What are what are the flaws you're seeing there? I, this is just this team is still getting used to each other and playing against each other as team fights. I still think there are some weaknesses in terms of like laning phase from Poe Belter and Flame. Um, if they're playing against like heavy pushing lanes and they aren't allowed to go out and they aren't allowed to be active and they aren't allowed to try and influence the map and try to pair up with Xmithy or pair up with the bottom lane, I think that's something that's exploitable. I think Xmithy is still kind of exploitable against really, really aggressive junglers. He he doesn't really get caught in river, but like his pathing can be somewhat predictable and you can kind of figure out where he is on the map. Um, and then the bot lane is just, uh, you know, Ali gets caught out of position. But every support gets caught out of position one, you know, a few times a game. And it's just whether it's punished or not. And teams are luckily able to punish Ali more often than they aren't. So I don't think it's any, like, there isn't some, like, crucial flaw that's hanging over them like Poe Belter last spring. But, um, yeah, it was just... This this was the growing pains week. This was the Immortals I expected like in week one, like growing pains. I didn't expect them to come out like a rocket right out of the gate. Um, but at the end of the day, like they're still a good team. Like I still feel confident this team makes the playoffs. They still play very well off of each other. They have a really aggressive bot lane that's willing to go after enemy teams, that's willing to go after them, but then they could also play super, super safe. Um, when they're in bad matchups. I, I really trust Cody Sung as an AD carry not to have positioning mistakes in laning phase. Um, it's just that, you know, Flame and Poe Belter, when you could push them in and sort of limit the control that they are allowed over their lane, like, Flame wants to do it because he wants to set up, I have a huge lead and I want to split push you to death, hence the Flame Horizon, where Poe Belter is more, he just wants to control it so he can chip at your tower when you go back because you got chunked down too much and you're out of pots, or when you go roam so he gets your tower to like half health. Like That's really that kind of play style. And then when they get into this group kind of team fighting phase, uh, they play off each other very, very well, especially when Flame has massive leads. So all in all, I don't think this was a big downer of a week for them. I... I just think that a couple of little things kind of appeared here and we have to pay attention to them going forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, um, that, that's one of those things where you have to look at it and go, well, you know, they, they're not a perfect team right away. Uh, they'll figure out some of these flaws. I, I think that it's very easy for someone like me to, to get super excited after week one. Um, I, I do think it was, I was surprised at X Smithy, you know, we, we talked about Dardock being this all aggression all the time and that switching away from that was the thing that really helped Immortals kind of calm down and, and feel more comfortable. And in the series against Envious, I kind of felt like Xmithy was playing that all gank all the time, really focusing on, on really rushing that early game. And I do think Poe Belter looked less comfortable as a result. Uh, you look at Piri and he was able to beat him on both sides of that matchup. Uh, he first he got beaten with Ari by Oriana and then uh, he got beaten with Oriana by Ari. Uh, that's not ideal, um, and that's certainly not the Poe Belter that we saw last week. So um, it wasn't a bad week. I agree with you on that, but it's one that we're going to have to watch. Luckily, I don't think it's going to matter when they play Team Liquid. Um, but since we have no lines, we're just going to move on to Envious versus Echo Fox. Um, let's talk about Echo Fox, because we already said a lot of nice things about Envious. Uh, yeah, I think that sigh is really the only way to describe Echo Fox. I, I think it's the only time we ever bet on a team to upset somebody, lost that series 0-2, and still felt like we should have won that bet. <laughs> like, we should have won that bet. 
That should have been yeah. a 2-0 for Echo Fox. How did this happen, Walter? How are we here? How what? How are we here? What happened? The problem is, is that Frog and Triax, his god dang this little heart out, that frozen little Anivieg heart, tries so hard. He gets so much gold, so much resources that when he gets caught, that's that's just it. You're you're just screwed when you're dealing that much of your team's damage, which is you know blatantly leaving leading the league. When you're taking up that much of your team's gold, when you have that much pressure on you, when it's really down to you to try and make a play. Like, at the end of the day, I don't think this is about Echo Fox failing. I think it was just about Cloud9 having the gumption to stand up and, you know, knew exactly how to play against, okay, we have two inhibitors down, we have an open nexus, like, they obviously want a backdoor. Where can they backdoor from? What can a LeBlanc do to get in here? What can... You know, what can whoever do? They did a lot of ward sweeping. They did a lot of just going out right into that very front edge of their base and, and placing wards and searching. And they always kept someone back when they were moving forward, back far enough that they would not be interrupted. And that the remaining team's goal was to just keep Echo Fox off that person long enough so they could get back to base to stop whoever was attempting to backdoor. Um, that was just it. It was just getting some picks and, and in the end death timers get really long you can take objectives and you can claw your way back into a game when the three primary carries are all level 18 and are five or six slotted gold doesn't matter yeah. having that extra item once you're at six items yeah maybe that extra 10 percent crit helps but at the end of the day like a 10,000 gold lead doesn't matter at 55 minutes it just doesn't not in the same way that a you know 3,000 gold lead matters at 15 uh, it just it just declines, and all it takes is one team fight, which another team learned about later on <laughs> that we'll get to. So yeah. at the end of the day, that, that series was more about Cloud9 having the fortitude to just withstand it, which is something that Cloud9 has done for the entire year, and mm -hmm. Echo Fox just falling that one gasp short which I think really defines Echo Fox in their existence in League of Legends. So, well, I okay, so I'm I'm going to agree with you on game 1 um in the sense that I think that that was early a game that Oh, game 2 is know. entirely different story. Game two, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm and that's focusing the, on game 1. That's that's the problem here. Like I I, st I mean, I, let me be clear. I still think if you get two barons and two elder dragons, you should probably be able to close out a game with the lead that they had. Um like, even though Cloud9 knew what to do, if Echo Fox also knew what to do and was executing properly, then we probably, it, does, it doesn't matter. The defense is at such a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. it, it was both Cloud9 did everything right and Echo Fox made mistakes in their execution. And that's something where, you know, if that had been the only match they'd lost, I'd be like, well, that's something they can learn from. They can rewatch the film uh, and figure out what the little mistakes they could, you know, the things they could have done better there. But then in game two, they somehow go from being up nine kills to one to losing in 23 minutes because of one of the worst Baron attempts I've seen in my entire life. And that, to me, is inexcusable. That's, that's an unacceptable see, way to lose. See, that's, that's not inexcusable to me because of game one. Game one puts this thought into Echo Fox's <sighs> hands of, we swung and swung and swung and swung and swung, and they just kept bouncing back. They just kept getting off the mat at an eight count. Like, we need to just put them away early. 
and they made a really risky play that could have had a tremendous payoff for them. The problem was it was super high risk, super high reward. It wasn't that high of a reward. I, Not I like think the lanes were so thoroughly pushing in their favor. There were many other but getting they getting Baron that early on in the game has a massive impact because you can take so much gold off of the map in your favor. Getting all those towers down early, like sure, then teams can turtle up inside their base, but you get that sudden influx of gold that gets you to your third item while they're still halfway to their second. Like they that can have a massive to effect. One. They didn't need that massive effect. That's that's a win more play. That is a we're already ahead. Let's win more. But when at some point you have to look at it and say like this is the only way we lose this game. The only way that Echo Fox loses a game with the lead that they had is either a lot of back and forth throws like what happened in game one, or that one big Baron mistake. You can't make that play. You you have to have more discipline than that as a team. And as soon as that happened, I think the. Uh, the mental wear and tear from game one just caught up to him. And, and to be clear, like we're, we're harping in on this Cloud9 series. Like they did play another series. Uh, they did play against CLG and that went to three maps. I thought Echo Fox played well in a, in a losing effort. Um, I, I think that CLG is just the, the better team there. That, I don't think it was a bad performance. That that series I felt needed Acadian because Dardock really held a lot of sway in the two CLG victories. Like. I get what Echo Fox is doing. I actually agree with it. I think it's smart. But I think that series needed Acadian. Yeah. I mean, this is something you, you and I had a had a very big discussion with some uh, some other members of our Discord uh, when, when we were talking about it last, uh, last week. Um, we were talking about, you know, Echo Fox's decision to go to this 10-man roster and why it made sense if you, was, you know, consider that there is no relegation in this split. There is no harm done if the t experiment doesn't go well. And in the meantime, playing each other in-house looks like that's going to be the new path of the league as we get these new academy leagues coming in there. Um, and as we get, uh, you know, just this idea of like rotating people in and out, you know, how will that work? Like experimenting with all of this now while there are no repercussions is totally fair to do if you don't think your team is going to make it to Worlds. But I, I can't help but feel like, you know, the Echo Fox fan base, like getting to the playoffs would mean so much for these fans. Getting to the playoffs would mean so much for a guy like Froggen who just loves League of Legends. Like, sometimes you can just play the jungler who's really good and is more importantly, because Grigne's mechanics were not a problem, I don't think, for most of it, but just, no, just the, the shot calling. Yeah, he's just young. He Like, Acadian had to learn things by being on the LCS stage, and he has now a knowledge I mean, you were talking about last week, just how much he was a pathing monster and how well he was, you know, in the right place at the right time. Grigne could figure that out in time, but Acadian's doing it right now. And when you're playing two teams as strong as Cloud9 and CLGR, like, you could have played them this week against Dignitas and Envious, and I think it would have been <laughs> less of a hit. Um, I, I think I'll, that that... I'll put it this way, Echo Fox fans. Your organization is probably guaranteed a franchise spot. Yeah, no, I mean, you got no, you have nothing to worry about. Um, Riot loves Rick Fox. He's one of the few people that didn't sign that franchising letter. So he's, you're, you're fine. Um, the, the worst case scenario for you guys is not all that bad. I just, you know, the best case scenario here looked really good. And I felt like those were two ultimately winnable series. And I don't know how different they'd look if Acadian was there. But I think the decision making they had against Cloud9, I think the decision making that they had against CLG, and as far as the early game goes, you know, and how they dealt with Dardock. I can't help but feel like that could have turned those series around.
if even just one of those series turned around, you'd be feeling a lot better about Echo Fox. Now they're yeah. the gatekeepers over holding over TSM, and TSM aren't staying in the bottom for long. So, I I am, I, we'll, we'll see. Um, I I hope that. Um, as we see this experiment unfold, Echo Fox get a better handle on when to substitute what players and in what regard, um, yeah. and to what extent. Um, it doesn't always have to be every map for a week, maybe. But anyway, we're going to move on to uh, Team Liquid versus TSM. You're you're not worried about TSM. That's, that's kind of the impression I get from you. Um, and and you were correct, by the way. I did look it up. Uh, this was about where Team Liquid was, uh, or TSM, I should say, was in the standings um, at week two. Uh, for the 2016 spring split. But that split is not well-remembered by TSM fans. That's kind of regarded as the weakest split that TSM had. Um, and that was when they had a guy like Yellowstar who had fundamentally shifted who this team was. This is the same roster that we had last year in one of the best regular seasons TSM has had. So why are we why are we here? Why are, why are we at a 2-2 two and two kind of record uh, that's kind of been an underwhelming team to watch so far, despite the talent on the roster. Listen, different meta, getting used to to double if being on the team again, I think matters because it does really change the identity of a team. The, the spring split TSM that we saw was really about the mid-game spike, something traditionally TSM has always really been focused on. The tower dives on bot with four men, going for dragon when everybody hits their ults, that type of thing. With double lift, you then switch back to this team, and especially now that we're starting to get back into this push kind of lane meta, where teams are really looking for champions that can push the enemy lane in, which is why they're playing so much Galio mid, and God damn it, stop playing freaking Galio mid! I want to swear so bad, but I don't want to edit it because when Golden Glue looks like the best Galio mid player in NA, that should tell you to stop playing the goddamn champion. Please. Please, Jesus, stop doing it. Anyways, back to my original point. But the team that played in the summer versus the team that played in the spring is so incredibly different because TSM focused so much on these pushing lanes, establishing this early advantage through gold, through farm, through getting objectives because the other team simply could not walk out from behind their outer turrets. There were a lot of free solo dragons or dragon you know, or dragons where the jungler and biofrost were taking them in the summer. Like That was TSM's playstyle, and I think they're adjusting back to it. I think... The champions aren't quite there yet in terms of the meta. We don't really have Lucian. We are seeing a little Jin crop up here and there. And on the newest patch, a lot of people are saying that Jin is back, that they made some changes to him that have really made him strong. <laughs> I think those kind of things really will help Doublelift and really will help Biofrost, especially as we also switch back into melee supports. Something else that was also really big in the summer. And then when it switched to more ranged supports at Worlds, that was when TSM's bot lane really, really struggled. All of these changes are happening. League of Legends is not a stagnant game. It is a moving, living, breathing thing, which I think matters. You can't just look at summer 2016 and go, well, this is the same roster that TSM had. Well, meta changes. The Rift Herald is now a more important objective, so that is another thing that TSM might lose when they try to go for these dragon trades or another thing they might gain and that might be able to help them push an advantage, which in all honesty, I've not seen a single North American team use Rift Herald in a manner that... I don't remember seeing a single North American team that has used a Rift Herald for anything other than let's get one tower and like 25% damage on another tower. I think NA teams compared to European and to Korean teams that I've watched 
are really underutilizing the objective, and it just feels like they're going to get to a point where they're like, yeah, it's not really worth it. Like, if I can sneak it, great. If not, eh, I'll let it sit on the map. And we are seeing some games where that just kind of happens, where there is no fight for the Rift Herald. There is no contest. There is no let's go get it, vision around it because it's this ultra-important objective. I just don't agree with that. I think it could be really, really strong. It is really strong. We've Especially seen enough Especially when you see teams take it and then take a Baron at like 21 minutes and they just double push it and it's an inhibitor at 22 minutes. And you're like, oh, super minions. I am a BF Sword Caitlyn. I can't kill those. Yeah. So, no, I'm not worried about TSF. They'll figure it out. They he, always do. He, here's my, um. Here, well, here's the thing. First of all, I do agree. They will figure it out. They always do. Yep. This team has never missed a finals and I don't yeah. expect this to be the split exactly. where that changes. But exactly. I do want to say one thing. That would worry me if I'm a TSM fan. I don't think Sven Skaren's going to turn things around. I think this is who he is now. And who he yeah. is is not a very good player. He's really struggling this split. And, and struggling in a, in a situation in which now, if anything, he should be feeling more comfortable, not less. And I don't... That That is a problem that I think you're going to have to deal with and approach it some way because that's not going away. I, I find that to be a, a serious issue. It might not be enough to cost you, you know, it's not going to cost you a playoff spot, but if you're going to the NA Finals, I think that's a very exploitable, glaring weak point at this point. So here's here's the problem. He looks really bad when Bjergsen is not on Playmaking Champions, and Galio's not a freaking Playmaking Champion. You, Svenskeren looks bad when he was playing Talia too, though. Bjergsen looked great. The rest of the game looked great. He does not look good, period. There's not a single Svenskeren game that I have seen in about Dude, three months great now. in summer either. Let's not forget, like, he spiked at Worlds. That was a different Svenskeren at Worlds. Let's be completely honest with us. He was the worst player on that team in summer. Until Worlds, and then he was the best for Worlds. Let's I'm, not kid ourselves here. I, I think we're... We're looking at a different scale of it. I have the stats here. Svenskeren actually had a better KDA than Hauntzer during uh, the summer split. Hey, he just um, died. He had 66.0. No, it wasn't just not dying. Um, he, he'd had 302 assists, uh, which was the second highest on the team. Uh, he had a 66.0% kill participation, which was uh, one of the highest among all junglers in the league at that point. Um, he was ahead in gold instead of being badly behind like he is right now. Um, his damage per minute was higher. His earned gold per minute. Like, he, he has dropped off. Okay, this is right. not just Fine. where he was Whatever. from 2016. It's a, it's a different level. Um, and I think at some point, at, at the very least, when they go into the, the offseason, I think that's a position they're going to look at. Because well, I don't I think, think it's think... it's sustainable as it is right now. Yeah, I mean, like, think about TSM. What is their longest tenured jungler? It was odd one. Yeah, we're getting to and that. And that's one. three splits. We look at every other jungler. Uh, Amazing lasted one split. Santorin lasted two splits. Svenskeren is on his fourth split. Actually, Svenskeren is the longest tenured jungler in the LCS era. Odd one was around for seasons, season two, which I think well, is pretty massive. Well, as we know, Bjergsen is a vampire who sucks the life energy out of his junglers. So, to sustain his perfection in the mid lane, uh, that's just kind of how this goes. So, this is true. This is that's true. that. That's why by the end they're left as a, as nothing but a ward. Um, that's that's how the memes go, right? Am I memeing right? Um, let's move on. Immortals versus Cloud Nine. Um, we we talked about the Echo Fox side of that that cloud nine series but i mean you mentioned their uh, their tenacity uh what else are you enjoying about this cloud nine team are you enjoying them more than you were last split or is this just uh 
the the one compliment you're willing to give our lovely Cloud Nine listeners? Uh, smoothie's good. I think smoothie's actually improving. Like he mm. he actually looks really really good. He looks like the best support in North America. And and again, it's not like all of a sudden he's taking this huge leap. Like he's just getting incrementally better. Um, I don't know how high his ceiling goes. Like, I don't know if we're going to talk about him in, like, the terms of, like, oh, he's a Mata, he's a Mad Life, he's, like, one of the greatest supports in the world! But, like, for North America, he's a really, really damn good support. Rest of the team, it's the same thing. It, they're all at their ceilings. Ray is having issues. I think Ray has the most upside of any player still on, uh, the, any player on this roster. Yeah, he's not looked great. But yeah, he hasn't looked great. Contracts hasn't looked fantastic. He's looked more like the second half of the spring as opposed to early on in the spring when he was really kind of impressive. And we were talking about Moon and, and uh, Acadian and Dardock and all five of these young North American junglers and Contracts was right there with him. Like, now if I look at him, like, yeah, he's better than Svenskeren, but I think I would rather have... I'd rather have Dardock. Well, hold on. Let's do, let's do the game. Yeah, let's uh, do the game. So... Contracts or Dardock? Dardock. Yeah, that's that's an easy one. Uh, contracts or Acadian? Acadian. And, I, and we're not gonna should we compare him to Grig? I don't think that's I, fair. I yet. would take I would take contracts over Grig just because contracts yeah. has more experience. That's yeah, I, but I, I think Grig doesn't have enough of a sample yeah. size yet. Yeah. Um, contracts or Moon? I think Moon's more aggressive. I think Moon is too. I like Moon I, a little better. I, I don't think he has as many tools to work with as, as Contracts does yes. on Cloud Nine, yes. but I think as an individual. I like where Moon is. Uh, contracts or Xmithy? I'm gonna say contracts because I like contracts as upside. That's fair. I think Xmithy's looking better than he did last split, but I think contracts does have a better long term. Yeah. I, I, I get where you're coming from on that. Uh, contracts or Nori? Yeah, I know. It's such contracts. a shame. Contracts. contracts or Medios? Contracts. Yeah. Okay. Contracts or Chaser? Chaser, because he's more consistent. Contracts are shrimp. Contract, because contracts are consistent. Okay. So now, so right now we have him at about fifth, sixth. Uh, Lyra? Lyra. Yeah. Rain over? Rain over. And Svenskaren, you like contracts more? I like contracts more than Svenskaren. Okay, so that puts him at a, a sixth if we include everybody. Uh, yeah, he's middle of the pack right now. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's that's not bad. I, I don't want to paint the picture that Contracts is bad, but Contracts was a guy that when he came up from the Cloud9 Challenger team, I thought he could be a top two jungler in North America. He looked really good as a, a young talent and in Cloud9 obviously have so much built around them. Um, it, it's just frustrating to see these little mistakes that you think would be ironed out in his play by now. It doesn't seem like he's, he's growing at as much of a rate as we would expect a young player like him to be. Look at the growth that Acadian has had in the same time versus where Contracts is. And I think yeah. you can see, like, Acadian was super raw, but his pathing has improved significantly. Contracts was more polished coming in, but I think Acadian's more polished oh, now. Oh, Acadian definitely surpassed him. And yeah. again, it is criminal that Acadian did not win Rookie of the Split. It is absolutely, utterly criminal. That yeah. just because Contracts was on a higher win percentage team, he won Rookie of the Split over Acadian. It is criminal. Uh, yeah, we're not uh, we're not going to let that go on this podcast anytime soon. I get the sense, and I uh, don't blame either of us for that because nope. I I do it too. Uh, FlyQuest versus CLG. 
Uh, FlyQuest won a series this week. Uh, do we have to start caring? Are we at a point where we have to start caring about FlyQuest? Cool. Okay. I, I, I almost do want to just leave it at that because this team hasn't been all that exciting. But I know there are FlyQuest fans who would be, you know, they've got their hardcores. Is there anything that you want to see from them this week? Is there anything that you would like to see that would make you start to care? Within a within realistic boundaries, what would you like to see? I want to see him knock off Cloud Nine so neither team makes the playoffs. <laughs> oh God, that's that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Oh boy, I look. I I want to say, um, as someone who really liked Moon back in the day, um, and thought that he hadn't lived up to his potential before, I like that he's still looking good. Yeah, um, like I, he's I'm, the bright spot on this team, and the rest of the teams. If Wild Turtle could remember that he's prime. supposed to be a good League of Legends player, that would be great. I think I, the four of them are past their prime. I mean, Wild Turtle looked better than this last split. And I know he was on TSM, so he was surrounded by better talent. But just even just in lane, like, he's looked better than this. His his overextensions are just being accentuated. Because is that much better than Lemonation. Like, Lemonation doesn't bring anything to the laning phase. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he can hit his skill shots with a pretty high accuracy, but it's not like he's overly aggressive. It's not like he goes out of his way to, uh, you know, take a bunch of uh, damage so that Wild Turtle can win trades. They keep putting him on Jin, which up until this, you know, 7.13 patch isn't very good. Like, it just... I just know. Lemonation of balls are too far past their prime. High is too stuck, and he's only good at a few certain champions. And he really, like, his Oriana isn't even that good. It's just he so holds the ultimate for so long that it's awkward to play against him because anybody else would have used their ultimate 10 seconds earlier in a team fight. And you're like, oh, is it still up? I don't think it's still up. I think they used it. Who do you use it on? Oh, there he goes. Then he uses it and he gets two people. Like, I just, I think two of their players are really far past their prime. I think they have a really good young talent that, you know, is a nice building block. And I think the other two guys are, like, supposed to just be the veteran leadership that's kind of around the team. But you look at every other team that's playoff potential, they're playoff bound, they have more talented players at their positions. Yeah. This you is know? the flat quest that we saw in the second half of the split. Like, they had those two wins in Week 9 playing against the two worst teams, and we have to give them credit. They were better than the two worst teams. But the team that went 7-1 and one in the first four weeks of the season has been gone for a while. And I think that people who were hoping that Wild Turtle would win bring that back, I think, are, are quickly discovering that that may have been optimistic. Um, I I just want to kind of interested to see um, where where you think uh, this guy goes um, in CS per minute. Where do you think uh, Wild Turtle stands right now? Third, ninth. Whew. I thought you I thought you were gonna surprise me here <laughs> no um what about damage per minute like seventh fourth pick pick a way you want to go damn it <laughs> go high or go low well eight here let's do earned gold per minute where do you think he is there eight sixth and so the reason i did this hold on because you're probably wondering like chase what the hell none of this makes um, sense so arrow in the same time our, our MVP from last split, uh, 8.4 CS per minute. That put him at eighth uh, damage per minute. 
464, that puts him at 8th. Earned gold per minute, 238.4, that puts him at 10th. I just, I noticed that stat line and I wanted to come up with a good way to segue into it because it's amazing and I didn't want to forget it. Like, I, I have no idea what's going on with Wild Turtle. His numbers are all over the place and you could read into it like a thousand different things. We need more of a sample size, but like, This is oh one of God. those players that like Bill Simmons or, or Matthew Barry in his fantasy draft day manifesto puts up these lines and it's, oh, it's wild. They're both wild turtles. See, you can manipulate stats to say anything that you want by cherry picking the ones you like. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. With Wild Turtle, I you can you can, like I said, we need to see more. But um, but Arrow Man, that just that just hurts. But you know what? Uh, what doesn't hurt, Walter? We have the gambling lines, live uh, live while recording. Oh, uh, they have just been turned on, so we actually can use our. Um, I'm not can prepared actually start for making this. picks. Did you not put your lines? I haven't. I no, because we didn't have them yet. I'm not prepared. Okay. okay. I, we can do this though. I'll do. I'll do all my guesses completely live off You're the top of my head. You're doing completely live. Completely okay. live. This Whoa. is a good test for me. This is a good test. This is, this is great. Okay. So let's, let's go back to the beginning. Real let's, quick. let's breeze through at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, so immortals uh, versus Team Liquid. Where did you have it? Immortals at plus uh, minus three twenty-five. Uh, you're going to get this one. I nice. said minus 275. It's minus 345. Uh, Envious versus Echo Fox. Where do you see that one? Uh, Envious plus 130. Uh, Envious, oh, wait, you mean minus 130? Yeah, you and I both, uh, we tie there. I said Envious minus 130 as well. Uh, it's Envious minus 143. So next up. And, and I'll give all the plus lines uh, at the end because we need to get these these minuses through real quick. Team Solo Mid versus uh, uh, Team Liquid. Where do you think that line goes? Uh, I'm going to say TSM minus 350. Okay, I get this one. Uh, I said minus 400. It's minus 526, which is totally fair because Team Liquid is not very good at League of Legends anymore. Uh, Cloud9 versus Immortals. This one's an interesting one, I think. I, uh, I went back and forth on my guess a lot. Cloud nine minus one fifty-five. Oh, God, you beat me because you went five points uh, higher than I did. I said minus one fifty. It's minus two oh eight. Uh, and then FlyQuest versus CLG, which is where we got in our discussions here. Uh, where do you have the line for FlyQuest CLG? CLG minus two eighty. Yep, you got that one as well. I went too low. I don't know why I thought that they were going to be harsher on CLG or at least nicer to FlyQuest. Uh, it's CLG minus 333. So the uh, the plus odds for underdogs, for those of you playing along at home, uh, FlyQuest was plus 240. Um, Immor uh, uh, Immortals, I should say, was plus 155, which I actually like that. Uh, we might want to come back to that. Team Liquid plus 350. I think we're not coming back to that. Uh, Echo Fox at plus 110. And uh, Team Liquid at plus 240, working our way back from the bottom to the top there. So hopefully you wrote all of that down, Walter. I know I did. So no, nope, I'm going to. You went too fast for me. <laughs> I went too fast for you? You went okay. way too fast for me. But that's fine. We, we did it live. And uh, yeah. 
here. I, I can't send it to you on Facebook or anything, can I? Let's we'll just, take a care at the end of the episode. We'll, we'll just what's going. the scoreboard at? We're, right now, it's two to four in your favor. That's all I care about. It should be, uh, yeah, because we tied for one. Exactly two right. To four. Two to four. Got it. You're, you're up by two. We've got Perfect. five games left. Beautiful. We are we're here, guys. We, we you can tell this is this is how you know we do it live because if we had planned this out, we would not make ourselves look that silly. Let's keep going. Team Dignitas versus Phoenix One. Walter, uh, what are you like? Is, is there any chance that Phoenix One rises from the ashes here? Is there any? Do you have any hope for them in this series? Hang on, hang on. This just in, live from the Phoenix One house, it seems like they will be starting Skara as their jungler this split. Yeah, he's coming over on loan from Delta Fox. They saw his Warwick game. They think it's fantastic. They think it's just the exact right amount of spice that they need to take this game from Dignitas. Uh, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whichever way Dignitas goes, whether it's Chaser or Shrimp in the jungle, I think either one is a leg up against phoenix one either you have chaser who is this very consistent presence this very steady presence or you have shrimp that could just absolutely make mincemeat or or i guess i should say uh i guess i should say fish food out of uh out of phoenix one's junglers like i have no faith in this team phoenix one has not shown any ability to put up a fight and not a single damn one of them have learned not to abandon their ad carry the amount of times i see them just dip away from Arrow and flash away or dash away or just completely run when Arrow is coming in to enter a fight is just ridiculous when he's the MVP. Like, every other league protects their MVP like it is this precious baby chick. And Phoenix One is like, yeah, we're a Phoenix. Our chick dies and just is reborn in a blaze of fire. Like, that's not actually how League of Legends works, folks. Well, but I mean, sure. technically they do get reborn because they regenerate back at base, so... It's kind of how legal. I was about I was about to go there, but it, it it's not it's not like they don't become like young and beautiful again after they fizzle out. Like no, they're behind. It's like they start losing feathers and they lose the ability to fly. Like that's the type of phoenix this phoenix one is right now. So no, I have I have no faith until they show me something to have faith in. So that, no. that's fair. Where does that put the line in your mind then? Because I I have actually got all of them written down now. There will be no more Chase desperately scrambling second. for time. Phoenix one minus one fifty five. Uh, you had Phoenix one as the favorites. That seems a little silly. I'm gonna guess that one. Uh, Dignitas is the favorite. I said Dignitas minus three thirty three. It's Dignitas minus two twenty seven. The casinos are done giving Phoenix one credit. I mean, they were giving him credit last week against FlyQuest. I guess yeah. they, I, I guess I was trying to read the algorithm too much. Yeah, well, no, they. Uh, well, Phoenix one beat out any faith the algorithm could have given him last week. It's been really bad. Envious versus TSM. It's gonna be match of the week. Envious is good, and TSM is going to be good eventually. Like that, they're going to get there. What are you most looking forward to in this series? Um, how do they deal with Lyra? Like you said, I agree. Sven Skarin is the weak link on this team. So what is TSM to do to try and negate Lyra? Oh, and then there's the bot lane matchup. Yeah. Oh, this might be game of the week. This might be really good. This might be a really good game. 
Immortals versus Cloud9 will be pretty sweet too. Okay, can you just imagine like going in a time machine and telling us a year ago, by the way, you're gonna be super hyped for Apollo versus Doublelift. <laughs> like that's gonna be something you're so excited for, you're not even gonna be able to contain oh yourself. Oh my god, though. Oh my god. <laughs> Past me would call future me a very, very bad word and then pick him in the balls. And we'd have to censor all of it on the pod. Oh yeah. my god. It's this is the world we live in, man. This is the day. I love it though. This is amazing. This is fantastic. This is gonna be fun. This is a fun. Oh my god! I might have to watch this at full speed. Yeah. Like I might not be able to watch this at double speed. I might have to watch this at full speed when I watch Watts because this is gonna be this is gonna be dank. I mean, the the one big glaring thing that could ruin all of this for us is Sarah versus Hauntzer, right? Like that's the thing that you know. Bjergsen's the best player in North America. It's true. If they don't put him on Galileo, which Parth, for the love of God, man, stop the madness. Stop it. He's got a lot of Talia now. I think Talia's great. Parth. Which, for the record, I, I do want to say, Bjergsen had the sweetest Talia ult of the week, blocking off the quarter so that the Dignitas could not escape um, in the in the one victory oh, that they had over so Dignitas. Good. It was it was beautiful. Playmaking and... champions, folks! Playmaking champions! God damn it! I, I I'm in on this. I'm with you on it. I can't wait for the series. There's just so much across the board that we love. Where do you think the line is, Walter? It's a thing because I don't have the matchups or anything written out either. I really need to like. Is that t- Envious versus TSM? TSM. Now, since I'm doing it live, I'm going to say TSM at minus 300. Okay, you get this one. Yes! I, I went too high. I said TSM minus 333. I didn't think we were going to be on the envious uh, bandwagon yet. Apparently, we are. It's TSM minus 256. Ooh. It's envious at plus 190. No. That's not quite enough. This is the kind of, like, week where TSM just, like unloads just unloads the shotgun both barrels and just says no like stop it like the young upstart team picking off some people starting to get some steam this is when tsm just steps in front takes the charge and says no boys not gonna happen on our watch can you tell me something walter sure why would we not take over two and a half maps at plus 110 because envious is winning a map be i a meteor would fall on both of our houses at the exact same time across the country and kill us both before we lock in our smart money picks. Yeah. Okay. So let's just write that down. Uh, CSM yeah, three maps. Uh, at plus uh, uh, plus two point half maps at plus one ten. Yeah, that's done. That's that's done. That's gonna be great. Easy money. Get excited. That's easy money, and it's gonna be a great series, and I can't wait. Easy money. And we're gonna keep going. Phoenix one versus CLG. This is not going to be a great series. I can wait, and I'm glad that at the very least, this means I won't have to worry about having a second screen for Envious versus TSM. Because uh, I'm not gonna not gonna worry about missing that one. It's oh not, um, man, Phoenix one are about to get dardicked. It. <laughs> oh my god. That's that's not gonna end well. Um. Oh. Yeah, Phoenix one hasn't shown me anything to think that they're anything. The split. Yeah, I mean, is there anything like? I mean, is this just an easy CLG 2-0? Like, what do you think CLG is going to do to to kind of put it away? I mean, I think they just need to play their game. 
They just need to let Dardock go off in the early game, take advantage of a really weak jungler, take advantage of laners that are weak in laning phase. And it seems weird to say that about Ryu, but he's not the like he's not the strongest guy in laning phase. In all he, honesty, he does not seem comfortable where the meta is right now. Yeah, he seems like very he does, out of place. He does a lot better on things that can scale or things that naturally roam. And Assassins. I think the problem is, yeah, but he, the map hasn't opened up because they're not getting those early towers elsewhere. So he hasn't been able to roam. They're and when you just force control in the jungle, they don't yeah. have a jungler that's going out there applying pressure on the map. Like, yeah, it's 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 a whole it, lot of things. And just Dardock is ugh. watching the TSM CLG series and just watching Dardock in general. And every time he secures an objective, every time he steals a red buff with like Graves Ultimate, is just. I wish I had half the talent. I, I wish I had a third of the talent Dardock did in the jungle in my own game. Because, God, I, I, he's I, so good to watch. And his ego, I don't care that people don't like it sometimes. He deserves, like, he deserves to have that big of it, like, a view of himself. He is that good of a player. And here's the thing. Um, I, you know, I, I think people who brought it up in the preseason were like, oh, well, you know, he and Stixay are good friends, so it'll be fine. And at the time, I was like, you know, I don't... You know, people have been friends before, and it hasn't worked out. But, like, every time that Dardock and Stixay leave, whether it's a win or a loss, like, they're kind of joking around. Like, they, they seem to, Dar like... Yeah, Dardock said in an interview, like, of all the teams, like, CLG was the one that accepts me for who I am, which is weird because that was what I was afraid wasn't going to happen. I didn't think Zix low, that Zix was going to adapt to Dardock. I thought he was going to try and push him more into the CLG framework, and... Man, he Zix adapted this team and was just like, yeah, Dardock, go do your thing, man. Like, yeah. yeah, like this is how we are in mid to late game, but early game, it's your playground, dude. Do whatever you want. And he is taking full advantage of it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's really, it, it's so interesting because you look at a guy like Doublelift, who was there for very long, and eventually they had to part ways because Doublelift just had this one view of the team and, and they couldn't make it last for long enough. And, you know, who knows, maybe if Dardock is here like a year from now, two years from now, that, that eventually gets to that point. But like, they just, you know, the, the hyper-competitive nature of Dardock is not a problem for them as of right now. It, it seems like they're they're willing to accept that and, and say like, look, as long as you're willing to work with us, we're willing to work with you. And, you know, I, I guess maybe maybe Dardock is a little bit more willing to compromise than someone like Double Left was. Maybe that's just where he's like, look, as long as you're not going to try to single me out and tell me that I'm the problem when I'm doing all that I can do, um, then, then we're going to get along just fine. It's certainly... He seems happier. We see him smiling on the on the stage way more than we did for for basically his entire career at this point. Yeah. It's just, I mean, yeah, which, by the way, should terrify every... Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, I mean, even after the loss, I, I think he was handling it. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I It'll still happen. I still want it's Forgiven been, and Dardock on the same team. Yeah, it's only been oh. two weeks. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But oh. I am surprised by how well the experiment has worked so far. I hope it lasts. It's nice to see these personalities kind of mesh. Yes. Um, where do you think the line is, Walter? Uh, CLG at minus 355. Yeah, and with that, you win the week. <laughs> Suck it! Which really does, I mean, the fact that I, you're doing this on the fly and I'm doing this having already written out all my answers early really is a condemnation of my... <laughs> my sense of North America. I said CLG minus 400. I, I just, at this point, I'm like, why are we giving PX1 any credit? Um, apparently they're getting a little credit because it's CLG minus 294. 
which gives me it's Phoenix one at, at plus two ten, which I don't think has any value at all. Suck it, Wassenaar. It's not ideal. It brings us to four <laughs> and three overall in the challenge. You're only, I'm only up one now. That's that's not how I wanted this to go. I never asked for this. Um, CLG uh, minus one and a half is at plus one fifteen. It's Just, likely, very likely. Yeah, I mean that's something we. Uh, I might want us to come back to. Uh, let's wrap up these last two real quick because we've talked about all the teams in these matches. Well, here's uh, one thing. Yes. CLG only against Liquid. They've lost one map against everyone except Liquid. So three of their four games, they've gone to three maps. Um, is there any reason to believe Phoenix One is better than Liquid? No, right now? but I just trends, man. Just trends. I, that's just, fine. Just I, trends. I get you. Um, Dardox up and down kind of streak is always yeah, the worry there, but. Inori and Meteos don't look like they're even close to being able to punish him this right now. This is true. This is true. This is true. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. We have we have other things to talk about. Um, FlyQuest versus Cloud9. Cloud9 Blue versus Cloud9 Orange. Where do we see... Is is, is this the turn where FlyQuest can, can get at a, a Cloud9 team that's kind of been underwhelming compared to what people thought they were going to do at the start of the split? Or... Yeah, no. I mean, I'm assuming that... I'm assuming we just roll with cloud nine and assume that they've got this pretty much in the bag right yeah i don't want to talk about this series i don't care about this series. <laughs> i no like yeah. cloud nine is more talented than FlyQuest. i don't i don't want to hear it high fanboys like they're a better team enough e said yeah in every, in every position, position. Yeah. In, in macro and micro and in coach well except jungle because we did we did just like 20 minutes yeah. ago, say Moon was better than Contracts. Yeah, sure. Only, other only, other yeah. than Jungle. But other than Jungle. Jungle can't hard carry a game, uh, a team. If they could, then Envious wouldn't have been 10th last split. This is, this is utterly, utterly true. Where do oh. you think the line is, Walter? Um, I'm going to say, because it doesn't even matter, I'm going to say Cloud9 minus... Cloud9 minus 255. God damn it. Why, though? I don't like any of this. I said Cloud9 minus 240. Um, I just thought Cloud9 hasn't had a lot of wins yet. This season, FlyQuest won a series last last week. Uh, Cloud9 minus 370. I mean, dude, you know, when you're on, you're on. FlyQuest plus 260. We're not pretending that FlyQuest is good anymore, which I appreciate. I don't that... know. Do we think Jack is corrupt enough to... <laughs> you to would stop, fix the stop, match? Stop, stop there. No, stop damn there. it. I'm going all in on the Cloud9 and FlyQuest. Hey, Jack's, Jack is fixing this match. I guarantee it. Put all your money on FlyQuest. Every set you have, your college fund, your kid's college fund, your grandfather's college fund, every spare penny you can pull out of your couch, put it on FlyQuest. Nah, Hang so on. If he really wanted to do it, he'd... Uh, oh. My lawyer says, please disregard all of that. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Um, please don't sue us, Jack. Please, please, please. Um, I got a microphone. That's all I got. Dignitas versus Echo Fox. Let's close this out. Does Echo Fox turn this around? Are they three and three? Or are we, are we looking at them kind of falling out of the playoff picture this week? 
Oh, I don't know how to call this series because Dignitas lost to the team that cannot be named, and it's an odd week. And Equifox <laughs> looked really good in week one, and they looked bad in week two. So now, is it week three? Like, do is, are we doing the meme again? Just it's the opposite of what the the spring was? I don't know. I don't know how to pin down either of these teams. I don't think they know how to pin down either of these teams. I, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty fair. So I'm going to try and pin down one of these teams. Dignitas minus 135. God, why, though? Why and stop it are the two things I'm going to say here. I was I was so off this entire week. I don't I don't know, man. I had Dignitas minus 280 because... What? Wait, why? Because Echo Fox went 0-2. And we already, like, they last week... just lost to Liquid! You made me say their name! They lost to Liquid! And you have them at minus 280! Are you they, insane? They beat Team Solo Mid. They beat TSM, the top team in the league as far as the metrics are for the for whenever we do these guess the lines. Chase, Dignitas was only minus 333 against Liquid. Yeah. That's my point. So I brought it down 50 points because they lost to Liquid, but they beat TSM, so I didn't bring it down any more than that. Oh, you're nutty, dude. You're apparently, nutty. apparently I am. You're it's nutty. Dignitas minus 192. Just nutty. Echo Fox plus 145, and I actually kind of like that. I really like that. Yeah, Echo Fox oh. plus 145. I think is we're gonna we're gonna just sure. nab that. You're the one that has all the lines in front of you, so I'm going off what you said this week. Okay, well, we've got one. We need one more smart money bet, um, because I, I think that that's just a thing that we need to do. We did TS, uh, a TSM envious to go to three maps, right? Uh, yeah, TSM envious going to three maps. That's plus one ten. Echo Fox over uh, Dignitas plus one forty five. Uh, the other uh, lines that I think you missed. Um, Team Liquid versus them, so. Immortals versus Team Liquid is plus two forty for Liquid. Those are the underdog lines there. We're not taking that. No. Envious versus Echo Fox. Echo Fox is at plus 110. I don't what's, think we're taking that. What's the map count for that one? What's the, the map one? count for Envious versus Echo Fox? That is a great question. Um, a question that, in fact, has an answer. An answer that I think will be important to our decision making. Because here's our big thing. We're, we learned in the spring that value is not necessarily won and lost by teams. You can find a ton of value in three maps. Like uh, a ton of value. It's it's minus odds. Okay, never mind. No value there. Forget yeah. everything that I just said. Um, that's yeah. that's the thing. Like minus one hundred five. So any, next, keep going. Uh, Team Liquid versus TSM. Liquid is plus uh, three fifty. That's never Literally happening. Uh, Cloud Nine versus Immortals. Immortals is plus one fifty five. Immortals are underdogs. Yeah. Cloud Nine's uh, minus two hundred eight. So it's Immortals plus one fifty five. I actually kind of like that too. I do too, but what's more likely, Cloud9 losing to Immortals or Dignitas losing to Echo Fox? Um, I mean, we could take both. We, we have three smart money bets every week, Walter. Yeah, but we already took the... the... Envious and TSM, Echo Fox over Dig, this would be the third. Oh. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just do that. That's nice and easy. That's nice and easy. Yeah, so that's that's how this goes. So... We have uh, more. Oh, and, and just because uh, for for people that are completionists, I think uh, FlyQuest plus two forty over CLG was the one that you didn't have, as well. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our uh, 
That's our smart money bets. Envious plus uh, in TSM going to two and, uh, to three maps plus one ten. Echofox beating Dignitas at plus one forty five. Immortals over Cloud Nine at plus one fifty five. This podcast is four and three on the season. Uh, we went one and two last week. The old one and two uh, because we thought. Um, for whatever reason, we thought Immortals and Envious was going to go to three maps. That made sense. It just so happened that Immortals didn't take a map. We expected Envious to take one. Turns out they took two. And we had Echo Fox plus 210 over Cloud9. And like I said, um, really felt like we should have won this one. But hopefully you feel like a winner from listening to this podcast. Um, I understand it felt a little hectic when we had to adjust our lines on the fly, but I'm glad we got it all in one episode for you lovely listeners. Oh, me too. Uh, me if you, too. We need to do them live all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Just find out halfway through. Yeah, I mean, clearly that was your uh, your element, much like TSM. Under the pressure, you came through. So if that's me saying a nice thing about TSM, I think I want to throw up in my mouth a little bit, but you know. That's just how it's going to be. Hopefully, you guys, uh, if you guys did enjoy it, you should comment. Uh, hopefully, you guys feel less sickened by that comment than I do. Let us know. Uh, you can find me at Redshirt King if you want to talk to me about anything I said in this podcast. Walter, where can Jack's lawyers and the rest of the listeners find you? Well, Jack's lawyers can find me at Redshirt King oh, uh, under my pseudonym, uh, Chase Wassenaar. For everybody yeah, else, if you want to find the real deal, and, and guys, it's 2 30 in the morning. Eastern time recording this. So sorry if I'm a little little bonkers, but like that that was really fun. That was really fun. Just being like, all right, let's just come up quick fire the lines out. Like I, I feel like uh, that was infinitely more fun for you because you won. Let's be clear. As as someone who planned ahead of time and did as badly as I did, I had significantly less fun. That's But you can find you can find this week's NA winner and your guest the lines world heavyweight champion. At C80s underscore LOL. Awesome. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go take a nap. Yeah, I think I think that's probably fair. Uh, we will see you guys next week for EU and NA as always. Wednesday for EU, <laughs> Thursday for NA. We should not have any more problems getting the lines out at the very beginning of the show, uh, but hopefully. You guys, who knows? Maybe you enjoyed the chaos. Maybe that's the way that we should do things from now on. Comment section is the way you let us know. But until next time. Goodbye, Internet. Cheers, mate. You can follow the Rough Drafts Podcast on all your favorite social media sites. Twitter, at Rough Drafts Pod. Facebook.com, backslash Rough Drafts Pod. SoundCloud.com, backslash Esports Rough Drafts. YouTube.com, backslash Rough Drafts Podcast. As well as on iTunes by searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. The Rough Dress Podcast is supported by our lovely Patreons at patreon.com backslash roughdresspod and by viewers like you. Thanks for listening and goodbye, Internet.